0: Welcome into the His and Hers Podcast. I'm Zach Ben alongside my sister Paige, and this is a Skull Edition. Skull. Skull, baby, Skull. This week we cover the week five matchup against the Chicago Bears. The, the Bears. Bears. At home. Third divisional game. Third divisional game at home. Hopefully, we can improve 4-1. We cover what we think will happen on this edition of the Skull edition His and Her's podcast. Coming up next. All righty. Surviving a double doink isn't easy, but approving to three and one is equally as hard. We have done both and we sit with an opportunity and I say we because I am a part of the team. The Minnesota Vikings have an opportunity to jump to four and one This Sunday against the Chicago Bears, where they are minus seven and a half point favorites, differing lines, depending on where you're looking, essentially a touchdown favorite against a team in the Chicago Bears that run the football like it's 1963. What scares you about this matchup against the Chicago Bears? Uh,
1: The fact that it's the Bears and that Kirk Cousins uh, historically has not played well against the bears. It's true. So, you know, I mean, is this the week Justin Fields throws has 42 attempts and completes 30 of them? I hope not. I hope not, sir. Um I I mean, I I take the Vikings just like what we've seen from the Vikings versus what we've seen from the Bears. Um but yeah, I mean, divisional games are always hard uh there's always the chance that weird things happen um but because it's at home and because it's at 11 a.m i think that we're going to see a consistent kirk cousins obviously there's going to be a lot of talk if the vikings lose this game it's going to be a lot of talk about oh well you know they did travel back from london was it a good decision to not take a bye week after a international trip um but I believe in Kevin O'Connell's coaching st- decisions. I feel like he's made good, solid decisions um, and that the the Vikings organization is making good decisions this season. And so, I mean, to be three and one, four and one, right, to be four and one, well, it just extrapolates ma- your opportunity of making it into the playoffs when you're at four and one, the likelihood of getting into the playoffs is uh, really high. So I don't know. I think it's an opportunity for the Vikings. And I think the Vikings will seize that opportunity, especially because they did play their best football last week against the saints. And so it's also kind of like that redemption, right. Of just playing a little bit better, um, a little bit better on the run. Our defense hold a little bit better on rush and being able to stop that run. And I think that the bears are a good team to do that against because they don't really have much when it comes to offensive weapons.
0: Yeah, the uh, Vikings last year um went 2-0 against the Chicago Bears, uh, beating them 17 to 9 and then 31 to 17 in the final game of Mike Zimmer as a, as the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Overall, they own the series 63-57 and two ties, so the Vikings have a 6-game lead. Some interesting stats, they've only played in the postseason one time. The Bears won that game back in 1995. Um, Bears 35, Vikings 18. um, And the longest win streak in the series is eight. And the Vikings did that between 1972 and 1976. So some historical uh, stats about the rivalry in terms of this game. You know, I echo a lot of what you said uh, in terms of the things that make you nervous. The Vikings run defense uh, has been... Uh, susceptible to uh, plays being had on them. Obviously last week it was Mark Ingram and then Latavius Murray out of nowhere. we uh, were able to gash the Vikings on a few different opportunities. Um, and because of the way that uh, you know, the defense is styled, it is a bend don't break type of uh, mentality. Now I think we're playing a good quarterback for this to really work um, because fields has shown that he doesn't do really well making progressive reads and doesn't like to take what is in front of him all the time. He's always looking for a little bit bigger piece of the pie. Uh, and so it leads you to where maybe this could be either a matchup that works really well for the Vikings, where if they can um, stifle the run a little bit and force Justin Fields to make some deeper reads, where they can you know kind of have a, a field day on that side of things. But I think it really just comes down to what I want to see from this game is a, is a Vikings team that over the previous four weeks looks at some of the mistakes they made, particularly in the red zone, because they've gotten there a lot to just haven't converted as many as you'd like. And you see a little bit cleaner, uh, full game-to-game offensive um, performance. That would be the thing that I – because the defense has shown that it can make adjustments, it can stifle teams and have uh, turnovers and and create big plays. The offense hasn't played a game this season from beginning to end because even the Packer game, there was a couple moments where it sputtered. The second half didn't score a touchdown. So I'm more so looking like, okay – Let's, let's see an offensive performance that shows that they are are looking back and making improvements on stuff they've already done.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, just a couple of things that I think are going to happen in this game. One, I think that this is going to be Dalvin Cook's first big game of the season. Um, he still hasn't – he's still looking for his first 20-yard run. Um and he hasn't hit 100 yards this season. So I just think that against the Chicago Bears defense, Saquon Barkley last week ran for 146 yards. Um, and they're the it's Chicago has the worst league's worst run defense at 183.3 yards per game. So I didn't
0: know. That. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. that's cool.
1: So it's really great news for the Vikings, um, obviously, because we have Brian O'Neill, Garrett Bradbury and Ed Ingram, who are currently at the top 15 in their position from a run block uh, standpoint. So I think it's just going to propel Dalvin Cook to be able to have a really explosive game. Um, But and then on the other side, you know that uh, Justin Fields, do you have the stats up of how many passes Justin Fields has attempted this season?
0: Uh No, but I can pull them up. I know that it's been pretty rough on them this year.
1: Because we thought we thought Mike Zimmer liked to run the ball, but um Chicago this season is loving to run the ball more than almost any other team. They're third in the NFL with 136 rushing attempts this season alone. Um, So only the Eagles and the Browns are above them, which is kind of an interesting stat because uh, Jalen hurts is also throwing a lot of ball. So that's just showing you how many offensive possessions the Eagles are having each game. Um, But yeah, the bears are averaging five yards per carry. Um, So as long as the Minnesota Vikings are able to kind of wrap up that and have a good rush defense day, Um, then they're going to be able to kind of eliminate the best weapon, if you want to call it a weapon, that the Bears have.
0: Yeah, um, so he um, 34 for 67, 471 yards, two touchdowns, and four interceptions for a rating of 58.7. His QBR has uh, been pretty bad and against San Francisco. It was a 52.6 against Green Bay. 7-16 uh, versus Houston and a 35 versus the Giants, which really uh, the threshold for mediocre quarterback play is a good barometer is 50. Um, and he's only hit that once. So he's had a, a really rough start to the season. I think he has talent. I think obviously he has the physical capabilities, whether there's a coach in there and we know that ever uh, the first, uh, first time head coach with the Chicago bears comes from the defensive side of the football, having been the, the Indianapolis Colts defensive coordinator. So I just hope he's getting the support and the, you know, and the coaching that he needs in order to thrive in the NFL with some uh, you know, coming off the first read, you know, distinguishing defense and being successful Um you know, in the passing game that way. Cause I haven't seen anything that tells me that. So if Justin Fields goes out there and dices up a Viking secondary, then you're going to have me being concerned as a Vikings fan about the validity of, of what we're doing because Justin Fields at this current moment shouldn't go out and do that.
1: Well, exactly. And especially because uh, the reason that the bears are running the ball so much is that their pass game is just, absolutely horrendous this season they're ranked 29th in the latest offensive line rankings and they are allowing pressure on 49% of Justin Fields attempts so he's not having any time and aside from that um Fields when he is pressured is at a 27.4 passing rating on 21 attempts so even though they're not throwing it often they ha- They should have some opportunities, but the exciting thing for the Vikings um, is that DJ Wanham last season had eight sacks and five of those sacks came against the Bears.
0: Oh, that's beautiful.
1: Um, and so it was mostly coming off of pressure that was generated from somebody else on the field. But I think that we can expect Wanham to have at least one sack in this game and to put that pressure that the Bears offense is not handling well.
0: Well, that's the one thing when you start talking about justin fields and the weaknesses in his game is that he holds the ball into sacks a ton that offensive line for the bears is actually uh wins a lot of their initial one-on-one matchups but because of the indecisiveness and fields running around he will lead uh them into a lot of sacks so um i i think that either you know want him i could see a big day from daniel hunter obviously he's running an entirely different scheme uh that he had never run before you know with mike zimmer it was a four three um he was a hand in the dirt um either side of the you know edge russian um pass rusher but now he you know he can be a stand-up they've been putting him on the inside they've been rotating him around the board um to you know so he's only has one sack a few hurries you know not that to, to, typical Daniil Hunter stuff that we've grown accustomed to uh, as Viking fans and what he's typically done. So I think that, you know, Juana might have a game. I could see this being a Daniil Hunter game where he's able to get after, because that's where he really has thrived as a pass rusher, having watched him long enough. You know, it's, it's sometimes it could be off that quick, you know, but he's not necessarily um, a guy who overpowers an offensive lineman right off the gate. He's an elongated pass rusher, which, you know, he he has a high, high motor and the play is never dead. He chases dudes down the field and makes tackles 15 yards down the field. So where he really um, does well in is when the quarterback is holding on to that football which is what Justin Fields does. And so I would not be so su- surprised if, you know, Daniel Hunter didn't play neither of the Chicago games last year because of his uh, torn pec. So I would not be so surprised if he has a big game as well.
1: What are What's your bold prediction from uh, this game?
0: I think that the Vikings score 35 points. Kirk Cousins has four passing touchdowns.
1: Who who catches those touchdowns?
0: Um, that's an excellent question. I think Justin Jefferson has a good game. I don't uh, two of them to Justin Jefferson, one to Adam Thielen, and one to tight end Nick Muse, who they just activated to the active roster.
1: Okay, so were you so are you expecting a pick six or a rushing touchdown from Dalvin Cook to be that fifth touchdown?
0: Uh, it's going to be a rushing touchdown. They do like putting Madison in in those goal to go situations, so. I just, I'm just going to put it as a rushing touchdown. I already went gambling with the Nick Muse touchdown, the old Auburn <laughs> kid. So we're going to go just a rushing touchdown to either Cook or Madison in this one. So it's going to be a 35 to 14 game.
1: The only, other, uh, the only other interesting stat I'm going to throw your way that everyone's been talking about, but there is no team in the NFL who has won in London, and then returned home to win the following week.
0: They always lose the following week.
1: They are, if they win in London, they have always lost the following week if they play the week right after the game.
0: It is a gamble. When if they can pull this off, where they played in London, immediately come home, beat the Bears, they will look like geniuses because now they preserve that bye for a couple weeks because then they play the Dolphins and then the buy hits. Um, and so if they can they'll look like geniuses and be like oh great to push that by a couple weeks down the road um to you know have a you know little bit split in your games but if they lose you're definitely right that'll be the conversation of why didn't they just take that by give themselves a chance to get adjusted back look at look at themselves three and one and then attack the rest of the season so it, it will be pretty funny to see the reactions but i yeah. mean i'll be making those reactions because- <laughs>
1: I'll be, I'll be having reactions I, and emotions.
0: I am them, but I think they're going to win. So.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Uh, especially, this is just, this is the week guys. This is the week that we got to prove that we're a legitimate team in the NFL. We are something to be reckoned with and that we can pull out wins in tough games and with jet lag. So let's go Vikings.
0: What's your bold take?
1: Bold take Uh Dalvin cook's going to run for over a hundred yards. Um, I thought you
0: said 200.
1: No, no that was, that take was take, Barkley.
0: That's right. That was in our preview pod.
1: Dalvin Cook's going to have his first 100-yard game. He's going to run over. He's going to have a, a run that's longer than 20 yards um, against this Bears defense. Justin Jefferson is going to have another 150-plus-yard game. Ooh. And Adam Thielen, my guy, is going to have a touchdown.
0: There we go to build on his 50th that happened a couple weeks ago. Um, So obviously just kind of my last thoughts on it. The NFC is wide open. Um, You know, obviously we lost the, we lost the Eagles week two. um, And everyone likes to talk about like it was some big beat down 24 to seven. There were some mistakes made in the red zone by the Vikings or outside game really could have been uh, theirs. Uh, So uh, approving to four and one with the game against the Miami dolphins, who might be on a two game losing streak, who might still have Teddy Bridgewater quarterback, Um, I think is a wonderful opportunity for them to really start making some advances because for what I've seen from the NFC, the, the, you know, obviously the 49ers have been up and down. The Rams don't look like the same Super Bowl champions. The Cardinals aren't in it. Uh, The bucks look really old and beat up the Cowboys. uh, The defense looks really good, but they haven't been putting up a ton of points and they might have a QB controversy. I just think you look around the landscape of the, of the entire NFL and it just starts to scream like, there's some opportunity for some chaos to happen, and hopefully we can be a part of that chaos. So I would love, I would love to do it. I think, I think things are lining up. They just have got to beat the Bears. You cannot go three and two by losing to the Bears. You just can't do it. That would no. deflate everything that's been built up to this point because of how bad the Bears are.
1: Yep, We're gonna go three and zero against divisional opponents this season. Three and zero at home.
0: Everyone keep your fingers crossed. Pace predicted the Giants winning in that London game. If that happens and the Vikings win, we party hard. All right.
1: Skull baby. Skull Vikings.
0: That'll wrap up this edition of the His and Hers Podcast, Skull Edition, week five preview over the Chicago Bears. Dub Bears. Make sure you Dub Bears. You can tune in and find us wherever you wa- uh, watch your podcast, like on YouTube or wherever you listen, like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you to all those who listen. Let's have a great week five, hopefully a victorious goal Monday. We'll talk to you soon.